When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to an all-new Clipcast. I'm your host, Chris Kowild. With me, as always, Zubank Hank. That's right, Clippers Nation. Welcome to Gloatcast. Welcome to Gloatcast. I believe I had this. I believe I had that we would beat the Warriors and fall to the Suns. But it's this. So first of all, toot toot, toot my own horn that I know that. But second of all, it's a. Yeah. It's. I'm not glad that I got it right. I really thought we had a well, chance I to mean, pull that off. So I guess it's like shoot, 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 or poop, poop. I'm not happy. To be fair. Not happy about I, this. To be fair, last week on the show, it wasn't last week, just a few days ago, I said, well, if we were going to win one, hypothetically, Hank, like I really had to pry it out of you with a crowbar because I think you thought we were going to lose both. To I be did quite think that. Honest. I did think that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I knew, and two clip casts ago, I said it exactly as it happened. I said, we're going to beat the L word. It's a gimme game. I said we're going to beat the Rockets, which is coming up. That'll be tomorrow. And I also said we're going to split it in Dallas, and we're going to split that back-to-back. I said it all. It all came true. We're going to be one game under 500 at the All-Star break. Looking forward to that Rockets L word, Rockets, Rockets L word, which I really want to go 4-1 and one at the very least. Oh, against. I think we could. So think we could. I think we can. I think yeah. we can, and I think yeah. we will. Maybe even 5-0. and oh. Obviously, Ooh. you know, it's – Maybe, 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 but we're going to be not? over 500. We're going to be over 500, and you've got some intel for me from top medical people. Am I wrong about that? <laughs> well, uh, I actually heard it along with most of Clippers Nation last night during the broadcast uh, yeah. that basically February 24th is mm. when Paul George gets his MRI. Mm. And then if all goes well, he would be mm. two weeks away from oh. playing full. So at this point, I think everyone is feeling encouraged, but it's all going to, but February 24th, man, you might as well just imagine that it's December 24th, because that may very well be our Christmas Christmas Eve. (laughs) That may be our Christmas Eve, February 24th. We really hope it, you know, we hope it's all clear and he can come back in because you have to think with Paul George in the lineup, we win last night. Oh, absolutely. Win that game. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, if Paul George comes back, that just encourages Mr. Kawhi Leonard to come back. Yeah. Oh, you think? Do you think that if Paul George is out for the season, that's it on Kawhi? Yes. Yeah. So if Paul George is a wrap on the season, that's a wrap on Kawhi. Yeah, I, 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 I could see that. I could see that. Heals up, and the healing has happened, and the rest has done him well, and we get a good MRI from top medical people. Then if Paul George comes back, Kawhi Leonard comes back, and we are the most dangerous seven or eight seed in the history of the NBA playoffs. Well, I agree with you, and I'm not a medical people, although I have played OBGYN. Oh, uh, Hank, you're saying that wrong. I have. I have you're <laughs> saying that wrong. You're not a medical person. I'm not a medical. I'm not a medical people. 
But I I have played OBGYNs and podiatrists on television shows. Multiple okay, times. is that is that a foot doctor? That yeah, second podiatrist. One? Yeah, foot doctor. Sure. It's a family show, so I'm not going to talk about what that first one is. <laughs> but speaking of that general area, we really oh. stuck it to Clay Thompson the other night. Oh my gosh, it was so nice. It was so nice to just bust them up. Like we really just let them have it. It was fantastic. Everybody said it was everybody said it was Ty Lue just out coaching Steve Kerr. I was at the game. I had the greatest seats. I was sitting right next to the czar, Coach Mike Fratello, right next to Brian Seaman, sends his love, chatted him up pre-game. Oh, I love him. You know I love Seams, I, man. I know that you had an electric tweet just last night. Oh, that's not, we had to hey, that's not a reflection on my tweeting. That is a reflection on Clippers Nation's love mm. mm-hmm. of Brian Seaman. They love him. Hashtag Clippers Nation if you want to talk <laughs> Well, we're not the Los Angeles Clipper. In... We're the Los no, Angeles we're not. Clippers. So we're Clippers Nation. Toot, toot. Absolutely. Toot, 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 toot all your clipper shit. Uh, listen, you're you're right, man. It, it was coaching. This thing started off. You you were at the game. game. You had a great, great seat game. at the game. You were texting me. Mm-hmm. I was excited for you. But after the mm-hmm. first quarter, when we were down 17 points, uh, I started to get purpose. I were started we down to get real purpose for yes, it was 27 to 44 at the end of the first quarter. Yes, it no. was. No, versus the dubs? Yes. No, really? I blacked that out. See, I thought it was a horse race in the first half. It was in the first we half went... because we turned around and went 40 to their 22 in the— No, 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 Yeah, you're, buddy. You're, look, 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 look. Yeah, I'm here to tell you that the Clippers in the first quarter of the Warriors versus the Clippers, it was a high-flying, high-scoring affair. It was like 37 to 34 at the end of the first. Well, I mean, this is off well, my memory. I'm just telling you that I was looking at the box scores from a previous matchup between the Warriors and the Clippers. Yeah, you're a jackass. <laughs> you're a complete and utter. You I are really no was, medical people. I was really, too, I really was like, going what? to the mat on that. I know I had the wrong game up. I had the wrong game up. I know. What what can I say, man? I'm not a professional. I'm not a professional broadcaster. I'm a professional actor. First of all, you are. Okay, now just stop. Okay, you are not a professional medical people. No, but you are certainly a professional broadcaster. You're definitely a professional entertainer. I certainly have a media credential, and I have played professional sports broadcasters on television shows. So by the same logic. By the same logic. Look, you're a professional entertainer, and you telling lies was very entertaining just then. Because well, everyone in Clippers Nation was scratching their head like, What's what is Zubank about? Hank on? What is he talking right, about? So he's on cold medicine is what he's on. No, this was a – you're right. They high did flying, beat us. High-scoring affair. No defense in the first half. Yeah, they beat us. You're right. They beat us, in, they beat us in the first quarter only by three points, not by three. 17 yeah, yeah. points. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was also our defense, man. Our defense was so amazing. I think so we were amazing. up two at the half, but like 60-something, 60-something. I think we were up two at the half. And then we just absolutely shellacked them in the third quarter. And Terrence Mann literally punched Steph Curry in the face at one point. It was it was accidental. Yeah. Steph Curry was a little in his face on defense, moving backwards, and, and Terrence Mann moved adjusted the ball and punched Steph Curry in his stupid boyish handsome face with his elbow and Steph Curry went down and I literally tweeted out Steph you may need to go to the locker room and figure this out because <laughs> at one point Curry was 5 for 5 from 3 I had no idea that 
when the Warriors left Oakland, they moved into downtown Los Angeles because that was almost like a home game for the Warriors the other night at the Crypto.com Omicron Arena. Well, that could be almost any game you're talking about. I mean, we, we, people love to come see, come root against the Clippers, and I'm okay with that because I love the Clippers, and I'm ready. for. I'll take all the shade. I'll take all the smoke. But I will tell I you, it. as compared to what we watched versus the Suns, Reggie Jackson went almost 50% from the field. He went almost 50% from the three-point line. Um, he got nine assists, uh, and, and Zubats got eight rebounds. So that was a big. Uh, t- that was big. Zubac was great. We, we, we out rebounded. We were out rebounding them the entire game, and we never out rebound anybody. No, but I'm don't. here to tell you why they're hurting we lost without. They're the hurting Phoenix with. Suns they're hurting without night. Draymond Green. I will say that they're hurting without. Him. There's two reasons why we lost last night. Also without Iguodala. So there's two reasons we lost last night versus the Suns. One is that Reggie went 0 for 8 from three, and two, the team had played its fourth game in six. Nights, yeah, and that's just too many and games sh- and two short, little days and shorthanded and shorthanded. I mean, I I think when you were watching the game last night, they came out hot. Um, yeah, yeah, they did. They well. came out with real. They came out real hot. But in the second quarter, in the same moment to me that I was starting to feel like, ooh, they're they're not quite getting up in the air quite as high on their on their rebounds. Their jump shots are not quite as elevated. You heard them announce, all right, the Suns are throwing in two two new players, these two young bucks. And they were like our exhaustion and their energy, like the disparity between the energy levels of our team versus their team was so evident in that moment. And and I didn't get the guy's name, but their young guy that came off the bench was like Terrence Mann to like squared. He was outrageous. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I think it was just the perfect storm. And we we stayed, we hung in there. We oh, got yeah. back in it in the third quarter. 66, 66. You, you it was just, 88, 88. Yeah. Oh, we 66, were, 88. That's right. Those were where the ties were 90, 90 66, 66, 90, 90. Yeah. Marcus Morris hit that contested three yeah. to get us like within two super late. But didn't you like that we got we got the lead again on a Zubak dunk? Oh, uh, Morris had 20 points in the third after having a great second quarter. It was a no. fun. Yeah. Not just in the third alone. No, 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 no. He hit 20 okay, points totally. in the yep, third. Yep, yep, no, no, he didn't have okay, 20 yep, points yep, yep. in the third quarter. Okay. Um, but the honest, but the, the truth is there was one possession. Mm. Uh, there was one possession where it was six guys under the basket and everybody mm. jumped and it was Suns jerseys ahead above Clippers jerseys, oh, yeah. and that's just fatigue. And secondly, secondly, okay. Reggie going 0 for 6 from 3 and going 6 for 20. For 8. And, and by the way, I, this was like in that moment where like, in that moment where we were barely holding on and they were edging mm. us and you were starting to see it yeah. fall away. In that moment, he was 0 for 6 and 6 mm-hmm. of 22. And there was yeah. a really great, um, there was a really great, Ty Lu said, you know, I kept going to Reggie because he's so great when he can be getting downhill and you know that new expression going downhill slashing but but and that's true when he was going downhill with the ball he was getting key layups he was getting fouls he was getting shots and ones but Mm -hmm. in that moment i might have preferred that he stopped stopping an iso and hoisting up threes he just needed then he finished 0 for 8 yeah you're absolutely right that's right that's right. Well, I'm here to tell you, look, Still we fun. lost last night versus Phoenix because we were gassed our fourth night 
our fourth game in six nights. The Phoenix Suns, well-rested, well-prepared, and still the can't-quit Clippers were right in there late, and you got to tip your cap to those can't-quit clips. But let's talk now, more wait, no, wait, wait, before about we, shellacking the Warriors. But before we go back to the Warriors, don't you feel a little encouraged? Like, this felt to me a little bit like, uh, like a, a moral victory. Like, we were in this well, game. We were you. minus some key guys. We made some mistakes— but I oh, was just I was actually two of the encouraged. top ten players in the NBA who I, were missing. I was just encouraged that we didn't get blown out. Yeah, and also Luke Kennard missed the game the night before with right. knee no, soreness. It's not played, like he was hundred percent. Luke only played one of our last four games, Oof, I believe. I don't like and that. So I'll tell you something, Hank, and I talked about it on the show, an earlier clip cast. I, I was very disheartened by losing by fifty to Memphis Grizzlies and Milwaukee Bucks. We lost by a combined score of 50, and that was so disheartening, and I was really upset, and I was like, golly, like, what the heck? And then everything changed when we went to Dallas and only lost by a handful. I think it was maybe seven. And then, of course, we spanked Luka game two of that baseball series. And then, of course, we won versus the Warriors in that back-to-back, the toughest back-to-back in the league, to play four games versus three really able-bodied competitors, three of the best teams in the NBA and certainly the two best teams in the NBA, to go 2-2 two and two in a four-game stretch in six nights versus Mavs, Mavs, Warriors, Suns. Now that is a real moral victory for a team that's just scraping in the 500 realm, and I think we can finally get over it. I've, I've done copious notes about the schedule, but before I get into my copious notes, I really want to talk about that win at home, Monday night, Sweetheart's Night, Valentine's Day, when we absolutely Clippers clobber clay. We crushed Clay Thompson, just completely took him out of the game. I think he only had seven points. Clay Thompson That's only correct. Had seven. He went three of 14 for the field, one of five from three. And on the game, had the worst plus minus of either team. Suck it. Negative 20. He, he had a minus 23. Suck it, Clay. I mean, that's not great. It's not great. I'll tell Only you four why. assists, I'll, no blocks, yeah, I'll one t- steal. I'll tell you how we beat that team, Hank. All five of our starters, double digits. All five starters we got the Chris contributed. Wild, we got the Chris Wild six-pack. We got the Chris Wild six-pack because Rocco came in and got 11 points. Oh, he's nice, Made isn't half he? of his threes. Ooh. I love Rocco. Yeah, he's nice. I didn't know this. I think you told me this. Or maybe my son told me this. He has the most deflections in the league. Ooh. He gets his hands on, mo- no, on more I did not. passes and breaks them up more than anybody in the league. I mean, I deflect Roko. a lot of passes from people who want to be, have romantic encounters with me, but I'm a happily married man. So yes, I, I, I deflect a lot of passes in that way. Wife. But no, I didn't so tell you that's a great Valentine's stat. I love that They gave me amazing seats. I'm right next to Czar and Seaman. 50-yard line at the table with the stats. And the Clippers just gave it to him because they played team ball. They had five guys contributing all at once as opposed to the Warriors who just had – they were just leaning on that one guy, Steph Curry. I think they ended up with – three of their starters in double digits, just barely. And Wiggins was a total bust. How is this guy a starter in the All-Star game? That's what I want to know. He was a bust, I'm not interested. Wiggins. I don't get it. I mean, he's good. He's a good basketball player, I guess. I think the fans are just enamored with the Warriors. They're just enamored with the Warriors. 
And if Clay was healthy all season long, he would get the start over Wiggins. But like, Dray- didn't Dray- Draymond Green is an All Star for crying out loud? If you have three All Stars, not including Clay Thompson, but Andrew Wiggins should definitely not be a starter in the All Star. I really enjoy that you say he's a starter for crying out loud because Draymond Green is often crying out loud. <laughs> he's the biggest crybaby. Other than Luka Doncic, just a puka <laughs> Doncic. It was great to see Wiggins just absolutely suck. He ended up with, I don't know, he did end up in double digits, but Barely, the guy is a bust. Yeah. The guy's a bust, Tank. Oh, I don't he's know. A, one of the, he's also one of the real jerks. What? <laughs> I just assume he's a jerk. No, I know he's a good, a he's fact. a good, uh, listen, I'm happy for I the guy. I know for a fact Clay Thompson is a jerk. I know for a fact yeah, Clay Thompson no is a No one likes Clay Thompson, but but unless you unless you are a Warriors fan, no one, or, or his family, I assume. Uh, no, I don't it, know that his family likes knowing him. knowing Wiggins' journey. I I don't mind the dude. I I eh, I don't mind Wiggins. I'm glad we shut him down. I'm glad we st- held him at fifty yeah, percent from the three point line and fifty percent from the field. Uh, yep. But I've man, Zubats was great in that game. Zubats is great. Oh, he was and wonderful. In general, real we're really onto something having Zubats guarding these shooters and these smaller players. Like we were really honest. We were really, people were really yeah, laughing. It, it gets in their head. It gets in their head. They're not used to trying to Shoot hoist so it up high. over the big man with the long reach. Yeah. Yeah. And do we you remember, do you remember this was like the big thing when Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki mm. were both on the Mavs. The big thing was that That's they right. would practice with each other one-on-one because Nowitzki yep. could help Nash get Reach. better at shooting over tall guys, and Nash could help yep. Nowitzki get better at playing with these wily guards who had quick hands and were getting a lot of steals on them and played great uh, defense. Uh, and I, we we were all laughing. When Zubats went on, went on Luke, we were like, oh, my gosh, you got to be kidding me. But it really works. It's a, it's big. It really does work. Good coaching. And it helps too. Like when we go small and Batum is the center and he, cause he can obviously guard one through five. Speaking of Batum as a center, we had so many great rebounders, not just Zubat. Zubat had eight rebounds very early in that game where we've shellacked the Warriors. Reggie Jackson had eight rebounds. Batum had eight rebounds. Hottenstein had six rebounds. Mann had seven rebounds. Mann had the line of the night, 25 points. Seven rebounds, six assists. He led your Clippers in scoring. And Terrence Mann has been such a stud in our two big wins versus Dallas and versus the Warriors. Terrence Mann has manned up and is really responding, getting that starting slot. I'm loving. You know I love Terrence Mann. I love him, too. I mean, he wasn't great last night. He went one of six from the field last night. Oh, my His God. Assist- we are talking about the Warriors. I know, team. but I'm just. Stop talking about the Suns. Well, I'm just God. saying. I'm just saying it he was, was great against was the Warriors. But maybe, six. But maybe yes. he left it all on the field during or all on the court versus the Warriors. And who could blame him? I mean, you got to you got to play the game in front of you. Uh, but he yeah, put up I, I, I just think the guys shots. were gassed. 40 I mean, minutes almost. Reg, you know, Reg 0 for 8 versus the Suns. Everybody was gassed. It was game four of night six. It's just not fair the way they schedule us. And I'm gonna, that's going to get into my copious notes because when we – right now as it stands, at this exact moment, just take a wild guess who's played the most games in the NBA. Oh, my gosh. I don't have to guess. It's us. It's us. <laughs> take a Chris Wild guess. Uh, yes, we have played the most games. And in, in a, to a, like a, compared to a lot 60. of teams, it's actually a 
great deal more. The majority of the teams have played 57 or 58 games. Some have played even less. One or two have played 59. We are the only team to have played 60 games. And going into the All-Star break, I believe we'll be the only team to play 61 games. Now, what does that mean, though? Zubank, Hank, here's what that means. That in the final 52 days of the NBA season, we play 21 games and have 31 days off. That's nice. <laughs> That's so nice. That's really nice. That is so That's really nice. nice. Rest will and- help us going into the postseason, no doubt about it. It'll help us. And it will also help us to have practices and days off yes. to hopefully work these stars into the lineup. That will help us as well. That's right. In the last 23 days of the season, in the last 23 days, we played nine games. Nine games in 23 days. Literally, that's just over three weeks, those 23 days, and we have two weeks off. 14 days off, nine days on. So we actually have the easiest schedule after the All-Star game in the NBA. Now, Here's the bad news. We still have one of those pesky five and sevens, okay? We still have four back-to-backs. We end the season on a back-to-back. But the good news is we end the season home on Saturday and Sunday. Please let one of those games be in the evening, oh, Lord. And we finish versus the lowly Kings and the much, much, much lower Thunder. So you figure that's going to help us. But first back-to-back... That is at Warriors and then home versus Washington. The second back-to-back is at Pistons, at Cavs. And then the third back-to-back is just so brutal. On the road, at Bulls, at Bucks, at the end of March, going into April, we play the Bucks on April Fool's Day. Those are our four back-to-backs. Like I said, we have one, five, and seven. But the good news is, Hank, copious notes. Each note more copious than the next. Games with three or more days rest, we have three. Games with two days rest, we have four. So we play seven of our last 21 games, a third of those games, with two or more days of rest, and that is really going to help your Los Angeles Clippers. It's really nice. I mean, we we have work to do here, right? We really have work to do here. We need to win some of these games. We need to. It would be great to get out of the play-in would be, first of all, yes. really nice. It'd be great to have advantage in the play-in if we have to be in it at all. I, I believe we will be in the play-in un- unless It's going to be true. It'd be difficult not to. Yeah, it'd be difficult not right. to. You're right. It'd be difficult not to. Yeah. We, we might catch up to Pat Beverly's Timberwolves. That That is definitely in our sights. I, I just think Utah's kind of righted the ship. They, they had gone on that losing tear of, like, losing 11 out of 16 games, but they, they kind of figured it out a little here. And they're starting back to their winning ways. We need somebody to really stumble, whether it's Denver or Dallas. I just don't think it's possible. No, I don't. But we're like I, five games behind, four and a half games behind the Nuggets. That's a lot of games. Yeah, that would that they'd and, have and, to lose several while we won several more than them, and it's going to be tricky. I haven't looked at their schedule to see what their strength of schedule is going into the end of the season. I'll tell you what, we have an easier schedule because we have the least amount of games in the NBA coming off of the All-Star break, and I love it, especially if we get those guys, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, back, which we're going to know a lot more on February 24th is what my top medical people are telling me. Yeah, that's when we're going to know. I assume by the 25th we'd know much more. Do you, 
Hank, do you think because, look, we know we've got Rockets L-Word, Rockets, Rockets L-Word, and we're hoping to go at the very least 3-2 and two puts us at 500, 4-1 puts us over 500, 5-0 is fantastic. Do you think because of this lightened load moving forward and the superlative coaching of Ty Lu and the momentum-shifting wins at Dallas and home versus the Warriors – do you think we can finish this season once again as a winning ball club? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. I do think we can. I mean, even even the better teams on our calendar are teams that we can beat. Uh, we do. We right. play some teams. We are going to play some teams that we really should beat. Your Washington Wizards and your Detroit and your uh, uh, even even Chicago, who's been playing really great, has a lot of injuries. You know, we're coming here to the right. end of the season. So I, I think we very much can finish a winning ball club. Oh, yeah, definitely. We finish up with Sacramento and Oklahoma City. We're going to have to see how much effort we want to put forth on that final back-to-back of games, Sacramento and OKC, mm. and how much it really will help us. That's really what right. it might come down to. But if it if the whole championship was determined by coming out as a 500 ball club and we wouldn't be potentially hanging back and resting guys in preparation for the play-in. I definitely think we can. Uh, but a lot of it is going to hinge on what happens between now and March with this full house of three games versus Houston and two games versus the Lakers. That's going to determine yes. a lot. We do come right out and play the Knicks, who've been pretty lousy. Then Golden State, who, <laughs> uh, who apparently we sure. can beat. We can beat yes, Golden State. Stay the last time we had this conversation, I was like, oh, but then we play Golden State. Then we play the Wizards. So, you know, right. then we play Atlanta, who's been good, but then we play Detroit. So, like, actually, in our next, like, 10 games, we could very easily go seven and three. We could. I love it. We're just going oh, sure. to have to see if we I mean, do. We could, see if we, do. we could win the next five, certainly go four and one in the next five. I, I do, look, I mean, no back I'll to backs. never no say. No back to backs there. I'll ne- no, no, sir. I'll, I'll never tell you that the L word is going to beat the Clips. I want to say that when LeBron has been on the L word, I'm pretty sure that we've split the season series each time. I think I think this is year four for him or three for him. There was that one year they didn't get there. There was that bubble year and then last year. Okay, so this is the fourth season that he's been on the L word. And... I want to say, I don't know, I can't remember off the top of my head what happened in the bubble because the bubble was was Cray. But that first season, even though the team that he was on sucked and did not make the playoffs, we still split the series 2-2. I want to say maybe we won the season series versus the L Word. Look, I know we've classically owned them and we've won something like 30 of the last 37, but the L Word has played a little bit better and more competitive with LeBron on the squad versus our guys, your Los Angeles Clippers. So maybe, possibly, they win one. But they ain't winning both, and we certainly could, and I would love it, sweep them. And we know we're beating the Rockets in all three of those games. So it's either going to be 5-0 and or 4-1. and Worst-case scenario, it's 3-2. and And even in that worst-case scenario, Hank, that puts us right at 500 with tons of rest moving into the end of the season. And even if we get bad news, God forbid, from your top medical people, and Paul George is a wash, and therefore Kawhi is a wash, I still even I still think this squad, as constructed, will still be a winning ball club when all is said and done. Yeah, oh, totally doable. 
totally doable. So we'll see. And we're gonna see. Yeah, that's big, and that's big for me because we have the current longest active winning season streak at ten. It's been ten years of winning. So I will gloat as we were gloating earlier and cluck around and toot my own horn when we're doot, doot. over a decade of winning basketball here in Los Angeles after being what Sports Illustrated said the worst franchise in all of sports. They had Clipper fans with paper bags on their heads and a magazine cover in the 90s, I believe, maybe early 2000s. But regardless, Steve Ballmer came in here, turned this Clipper ship around, and here we are with winning ways. We get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard back. The sky is the limit this year. If we don't get them back, then the sky is the limit next year. And I really put us at the one seed next year, regardless of what happens. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that. There's a lot of there's a lot of talking heads in the NBA world and in the sports casting world who agree with that as well. Uh, that this team is playing great. Although you wouldn't know it last night listening to the commentators. There's actually a possession. <laughs> There's actually a possession where Marcus Morris is smothered, uh, getting covered, get, twisting and turning. He's on the three-point line. He's, yeah. He pivots one way. He pivots the other way, hoists a contested yep. three with a hand in his face and drains it. And the very drains next it. word, I want to say out of Stan Van Gundy's mouth, the very next words were, well, that's just really great defense. I was like, no, that's really great shot. Who, like what are you talking offense what are you really talking about offense. that's that's just really great and they didn't even show the replay of the shot no they didn't but so no, they did so not. i'm saying that not to once again be the clippers fan who's like they hate us although they do hate us uh but it they is it is really great when because you know if commentators and analysts are saying the Clippers are going to be deadly. They'd be in the top three conversation if they had oh, their yeah. stars in. They mean it because they're not trying to give us compliments for no reason. They're no, begrudgingly they Ste- giving a. us compliments. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith said, if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were healthy, you all know the Clippers would win it all. He said it. Stephen yeah. A. Smith said it. Yeah. And you know he didn't want to say it. No. He it hate us. hurt him. It hurt him. It hurt him to say it. Well, we clobbered Clay. How did that make you feel? I mean, I, can you tell the story, please, to the fans before I let you go? Of, I believe it was that crazy season where we banned Donald Sterling for life, and we beat the Warriors in seven, round one. And I want to say you took your overshirt off, your button down, you unbuttoned your shirt. Oh well, Clay had been believe... Clay had really been talking about us in oh, yeah. in the Clay press. Thompson. Uh, he also, and I guess you can't blame him because the the Warriors, this was maybe their their season where they won like 70 games or something crazy like that. No, 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 no. This was Mark Jackson's. Dif- this was Mark oh, Jackson's Warriors. They won game one, and then we turned around and creamed them game two at home. If, so it was a best of seven well, series. All this I know, was, was why, are you, why are you telling the story then? You, you obviously remember it better than no, I do. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm Jeez sorry. Louise. I'm sorry, Zubank. Jeez Zubank. Louise. I'm sorry. I was, no, I listen, just want to put you in the, I want to put you in the time zone because it's before Steve Kerr took over and they went on their tear. And I, cause I always say we were the last team 
in the Western Conference to beat the Warriors in the playoffs, which I believe is still true because they haven't made it the past couple of years. And every year before that, they were the Western Conference champions or NBA champions. So that best of seven series, when you had your thing happen, that I'm going to, I swear I'm going to let you tell this story. Yeah, but if you have the, but I don't Mark remember, Jackson's but I don't remember Warriors. the lead up of why I did it. So if you remember, <laughs> you should tell it. It was like 20 years ago, it feels like. Oh, I, I, I want it. Like, I just think. I think just Clay Thompson's just a big jerk, and I certainly know that the Warriors like would rejoice on the sideline when they beat us, like in the preseason. Like they just hated us and made us hate oh, them. But he and said Clay something was- though. He said something in the news about the Clippers uh, that was specific. Because then at yeah, the I think game, he said Blake Griffin was the bull in a china shop. I think is what he said. Well, whatever it was, he wouldn't stop running his mouth, and so. Uh, I already now listen, if if you know us previously Mm. to Clipcast, uh, 20 plus years of season tickets between the two of uh, each together, 20 plus years, uh, we 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 got we we found our love with the Clippers by becoming Jumbotron uh, characters, basically. Uh, And I had a ton of iron on T-shirt letters (laughs) Uh, that an ex-girlfriend had left at my house. And so when we played Memphis in the playoffs, yes. and that was such a contentious battle, and uh, yeah. Zebo was that his name? I can't even remember now. Uh, oh, yeah, former Clipper great, Zebo. What, what was just, like, nasty to us and would just scream at the yep, fans yeah, when he would leave the court. I, yes, I made right. a T-shirt that said, uh, Memphis stinks, and on the Jumbotron stood up and pulled off my – sweatshirt and it said memphis stinks and i put a clothespin on my nose on the jumbotron fanned your nose it was a stinky stinky memphis and then i put on and then i put a and then i put a clothespin on my nose because i remember it hurt it really hurt uh then because i used a big red chip clip because i thought it would be show better on the jumbotron but with clay i did the exact same move except my t-shirt said shut up clay and the stadium erupted and the fans loved it it was because he would not stop running his mouth in the press about the Clippers. Absolutely. I don't like them. And you, you, you took, you unbuttoned your top shirt or you took off your sweatshirt, or whatever. And your t-shirt said, shut up clay. And then you shushed right I, I into shushed, the camera. Lens. I shushed the camera. But let you me ask shushed. you, but let me ask you this, because if you had asked me before the game, who I wanted to beat more, the Warriors or the Suns three years ago, two years ago, maybe one season ago, it would have been the Warriors every single day of the week. But now, Oh man, do I hate the Suns? I hate the Suns. Oh, yeah, the Suns are the worst. And maybe I'm going to feel differently when we start matching up. Now that the Warriors are good again, maybe I'll feel differently. But ugh, I hate those Suns. I just hate. Well, them. there's a very strong chance that we face the Suns round one. There's a potential situation where we could face the Suns rematch in the Western Conference Finals. So that'd be amazing. Buddy, if we I'm make it through one any more round, I'd be so excited to make it through any round of the playoffs as our team is right now. So. All that sounds Absolutely. good to me. As, oh, no, I'll play anybody. As is, as is, as is, if we get through, even if we, as is, getting through the play-in will be awesome. And then certainly winning around as is would be a miracle. But you get those guys back, those two guys, and and anything and everything is possible. So I'm going to go back to that series where we beat the Warriors in seven when Donald Sterling is banned for life. Game one, the Warriors beat us relatively handily. I can't remember if it was a close game. I do remember that game two, we cooked them by like 30 or 40. Like we just absolutely killed them and grilled them. But game one, 
versus the Warriors, I just happened to be on the elevator with Clay Thompson's father in then Staples Center. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Michael Thompson, in his Bahamian accent, said, we might not even come back to the Staples Center. He literally thought that the Warriors were going to sweep the Clippers. Now, what we know to happen was that the Clippers would win in seven. And then I would see Michael Thompson after game seven walking out of Staples Center with his other son. I don't know. Let's just call him Joe Thompson. And literally sitting on this weird rock sculpture thing that's outside Staples Center was Clay Thompson sulking and near in tears because he just lost in seven to the Clippers. And then Michael Thompson walks out of the stadium with his other son, and his son has a pizza, and he looked at Clay and went, I got you pizza. <laughs> such it was such a weird real moment between a father and two sons and i was like holy cow this is exactly what you would do even if you were coaching your kids little league team well you lost but let's have pizza it was crazy <laughs> hank do we still so get pizza wish, dad do we still get pizza we sure i wish you were with me because then i would point to the shirt Shut up, Clay, Shut and knock up. the pizza on the ground. But we knocked him on the ground the other night at the Crypto.com on Sweetheart's Day. And I'll tell you something. Terrence Mann was my Valentine. The whole team showed up. The Clippers absolutely broke the hearts of all those horrible fair-weather Warrior fans who, honestly, the most they could possibly like the team is this is their seventh season because you know they started liking them when they started winning. And when they announced the Splash Brothers – in Staples the other night. Literally, it was like BTS was performing K-pop to a loving fan. Like People were screaming and screeching. I was like, get out of here. When Steph went five for five, it was like Elvis was playing with the Beatles, screaming and screeching. It was the Jonas Brothers. I was like, stop all the nonsense. And then the Clippers played team ball, and Ty Lue outcoached Steve Kerr, and we did, and it was a great Valentine's Day. I love I loved going two and two in that four-game, six-night stretch. And here we go. Rockets L-word, Rockets, Rockets L-word, four and one, three and two, worst case, best case, five and oh. Now, what do you think now? May I shift gears? Mother May I? Please. Uh, we sure are close to the All-Star Weekend. Uh, mm. Any predictions about how Luke Kennard does in the three-point contest? Yeah, I think I, I don't know if you said this, but he's he's going to at one point look around and say, "Who's coming in second? Because he may not miss." Well, he certainly has I the highest shooting isn't percentage. Isn't Ohio? He he does he does have the highest shooting percent. Yeah, I think so in Cleveland, right? Uh, he has the highest shooting yeah. percentage of any player who's shooting. Uh, there's some great shooters here. C.J. McCollum is yes. in there, and and uh, Patty Mills is in there. Has a very similar three point shooting contest. Percent, uh, three, uh, excuse me, three point percentage. But man, you gotta yes. like Luke Kennard. You gotta like him, man. Well, also, did you home state? Did you know who the highest scoring high school basketball player of all time is in LeBron James's home state of Ohio? I mean, I'm gonna assume it's not LeBron James based on what we're talking about. <laughs> it's Luke Kennard. Oh man. my god, Luke Kennard is the highest scoring high school basketball player in Ohio State history over LeBron Hamas. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And so LeBron's going back home for the All-Star weekend, but so is Luke Kennard, and he is lighting them up. I think it's a battle for second place. Luke Kennard is a mathematical given. Well, I wanted to see him. I want to see him win. I really want him. And I guess I we think will. You're getting your wish there, Zubank. 
Would you would you consider for the All Star Weekend because Zubats is not performing? Would you consider changing your name to Lou Bank Canard Hank? I mean, what? I don't know where you can go. All right, just off the top of my head, I got. I would like to think I can do better. I think Lou Bank Canard Hank. I think I could do better. <laughs> what do you got? I don't know. We'll have to see what comes up. It's going to depend on how he All does. Right, Lou. All right, Lubard. What what you, what are we calling you now? You're not Zubank anymore. You're Lunard. What's your no, name? No, I won't. No, 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 no. It's Hank's player of the game. You don't get to pick my player of the game, and I get to gloss myself. This is the this is the this is not this is the one place where people get to give themselves their own nicknames. Just give me a little time with it. I want to see what happens as All I'm right. watching. Next episode, we will find out what. Burbank Hank, a.k.a. Zubank Hank's Luke Kennard-centric nickname is. Wow, what a cliffhanger. Holy cow. Can we end the show on such an intense note? I guess so.
it just happened, so the show's over. <laughs>